It's one o'clock. Let's drink. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Mm. Ooh, I know. Ooh, mm-hmm. Ooh, Mallow Run is wonderful, isn't it? What is this? It's their picnic white blend. It's like white grape. This Yummy. is the one I wish I had at my wedding, but I knew no one was going to drink it except for me. Ooh, ooh. Oh, so I went with the picnic blush instead and the rhubarb, which I apparently everybody loved. Yes, the rhubarb was good. The Moscato was good. The uh, chocolate martinis were great. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome to Wine and Dine. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And uh, uh, I just want to start this episode Mm. by apologizing. I mean, it's kind of like one of those sorry, not sorry moments where I needed a week to myself, so yeah. I just didn't post the podcast, and well, uh, I apologize. And if for you last noticed week. on our social media, you were sick. Yeah. I am getting sick, and it's... she just got back from her honeymoon. Yeah. Like it. Sometimes life happens. Yep. And this is like not a full time job for us. This is just for funsies, mm-hmm. and we love you guys that are listening to us and we love doing it for us and for you guys but sometimes you just need a couple days to just sit back and Eat a binge lot of watch Doritos. assassination classroom on netflix and or hulu or whatever we were watching let's see on. what have i been binging lately new amsterdam yep that's a good choice i've only watched the first episode but it was fantastic so i need to watch I just, more of it i i never got into er and i never got into um you ever get into Grey's? I didn't get into Grey's either. I watched Scrubs, oh. Scrubs like on and off. Oh, Scrubs is amazing. So I wasn't like I'm not really like into a lot of emergency ER shows. Oh, I but, was like, obsessed with House. Do you remember House? Yes, that was fantastic. I would watch House on and off too. But like, I'm expecting New Amsterdam to kind of be my new house. But if <laughs> Cuddy was the star. I love it. Like some of his like ideas and things like that, just when it comes to customer service, I've tried to implement at my job. Really? Like, so when, yeah. So instead of going like, how can I help you? It's what, or like, it's how can I help? Yeah. Instead of what, what do you need? What do you, all, what do you need? What it's you what need? can I do? Yeah. It's how can I help? I like, like that. I, I say that almost in every recording session now with the people, with my other reps that call in and um, have escalated issues. How can I help? Yeah. That's the first thing out of my mouth is How's your day? How can I help? Yeah. I like that. And I'm hoping I get a good response from everybody. New Amsterdam teaching life lessons yeah. since 2018. <laughs> um, so I've been binging Assassination Classroom and mm. Supernatural and Glee. <laughs> Girlfriend, get off the Glee wagon. <laughs> well, you know, it's not even the fact that I was just like super obsessed with glee i will say i used to be Mm -hmm. um up until they did the rocky horror picture show episode and then i was like why have you done this to me and i stopped watching you and uh so now i've gotten back on the wagon because i used to it's kind of like a nostalgia thing how i used to love it Mm -hmm. and i want to see if i still love it Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily love the storyline but i still love singing and and like singing along with all the songs and just glee because you know me, uh, my drunk mm-hmm. game show of choice, whatever, mm-hmm. is just to get drunk and sing along to Glee songs as yeah. loudly and obnoxiously as I can. Yeah, so, I don't do that. I'm sorry. But yeah. yeah, that was a really long way to say I'm sorry that the content was late. Obviously, it's out now. It's been out, but it was late and that was on me. And you guys are awesome. And I apologize. Yeah. Life, so there. So life, yeah, life happens, but um, yeah, we're gonna. Here's something that we kind of binged. We both read a book and we both watched a show yeah. or a movie in regards to it while we were feeling icky. You know what? I love doing that, like reading books and then comparing them to their movies. Yeah. However, yeah, the way I used to do it was that I would read the book mm. and then watch the movie. Yeah, and I'd be really upset. Right. And I was kind of thinking back on the comment that you had made of mm-hmm. when you watched Cirque du Freak, A Living Nightmare, and you were like, I didn't think it was that bad right. of a movie. And I was like, that's because you didn't read the book. 
<laughs> so. I was wrong, folks. I will I will gladly tell you right now. I am was wrong. So wrong. That little book is amazing. And I'm yeah. I I need book 2. I really do need. But I've it. seen a lot of people that have also said the same thing about the Hunger Games, Harry Potter and Divergent. Mm-hmm. Especially Divergent. I know I a lot of people hate the last book in Divergent, but the Oh, they no, no, love... I don't hate the last book. I hate the last movie. Oh. I hate the last movie so much uh-huh. because instead of it being the heart-wrenching, beautiful ending it was supposed to be, mm. they went for the fluffy, feel-good ending, Ooh. and that was nothing that the writer ever wrote. I don't want to give a huge spoiler away. If you guys haven't read the Divergent series, I actually would recommend it. Mm. Um, I don't usually recommend dystopian-type books like that because I feel like they're really overdone, but mm-hmm. I actually would recommend the Divergent series. Um, I actually really, really liked it. I feel like we were spoiled because as we were reading the Harry Potter books, the movies were coming out and the movies were phenomenal and the books were phenomenal and we were just like spoiled rotten by JK and no one can surpass her and we're just spoiled. Yes. And we're trying to get over the spoiled, but in order to do that, what I did this time Mm -hmm. was I went and saw the movie, The Hate You Give. Yeah. I loved it. I cried several times. Mm. Uh, You know, I've already talked about it like three times. Uh, but I did not read the book first okay. so that I didn't go in being like, well, why did they do that? Yeah. Well, why did they change that? Blah, blah, blah. And I did the same thing. And now I'm reading it and I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm definitely getting there. It's a mm-hmm. thick book. It's, it's a, a very, very good book though. Um, it's a hefty one. and now when things are different, I'm not as mad about it. It definitely makes you sit there and think, well, why did the director do this but i'm not butthurt about it i'm thinking about it it. i'm not butthurt about it (laughs) okay i did the same thing i watched um to all the boys i've loved first on netflix Mm -hmm. and then i was like you know what f it i need to get on this bag wagon i need to see what this is about Mm -hmm. because the casting for that show was phenomenal i loved it Uh, you know there was only really one big name actor in there and that was the dad and he's he's been the dad in like Home Alone and things like that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. As yeah. soon as you said that, I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so it was just one of those like, okay, you know, he's a dad actor. That's how it is. But like all the girls, the only like big kind of big name celebrity girl was the oldest sister was um, in Pretty Little Liars. Oh, okay. the one that was really good with computers. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't remember her name. Nope, me neither. But I know but, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she was the oldest sister, and she's not really in the mo- in in that movie. She does play a bigger role in the book. Okay. And like, as I was, I watched it. I immediately was like, okay, you know what? Fine. In that book call that we went and did with my fiance, I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna just t- buy this book. You know, it was- I'm gonna pause you real quick because I've been waiting for you to correct yourself. What you said, book haul with my fiance. Well, technically, I book called with my fiance and you. He's your husband, doll. Oh, well. <laughs> I was like, I I'm keep forgetting I'm that. I am. It's not that I forget that he's my husband. <laughs> I just, I'm so. I have three years of me just saying fiance, fiance mm-hmm. constantly. I called Jesse my boyfriend a couple of times. <laughs> it's like so ingrained in your brain at this point that you're just like this person. My favorite part, though, is when I say boyfriend out in public and then people look at our rings and they think we're having an affair. Oh. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to spice it up with a little role play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not no. really. Not really. But um, I, anyway. I bought it and mm-hmm. I read it. And like you said, I'm not as butthurt about it not being exactly like the book series. Yeah. I will be butthurt if they don't make the next two books, though. Yeah, that that will upset me because I think it's a it's a good it's a good series. I think this is something that you know, not up to your level because your level is uh, monumentally <laughs> moving. <laughs> Mine's just feel goods, but but at the same time, it kind of made us think on a, a couple different things. First off, uh, we want to take this episode to like really compare the books. So if you have not read. Um, the Hate You Give, and if you've not read To All the Boys, Boys I've Loved, Loved before, before, spoiler alert, heavy episode, guys. Yeah, so I would stop right now. If you're going to read the, one of those books, just, yeah, wait, pause. pause Come it. back and listen to us later. Yeah. We love you. We will miss you. But read them first, because otherwise you're going to tweet at us and be like, why you do this thing? Yeah, um, and we don't want to do the thing. But secondly, 
this is going to be a poll episode mm-hmm. um, where we discuss, do you read the books first or watch the movies first? Now, I mean, I know that there's going to be some instances where the books are out 10 years before the movies, and of course do that right but when it's uh you know a fairly recent book or a book you didn't know about before is it important to read it first or is it okay to watch the movie first and read the book later so we're gonna give you guys a poll and kind of we're gonna discuss it here obviously but we kind of want to know what your guys' thoughts are Mm -hmm. on that one so head over to twitter even if you are skipping this episode and that's okay yeah which is a-okay come back remember it yeah put it in your brain Put a little tabby note next to it. But let us know what you guys think on that topic. I used to be real heavy into you have to read the book first. You cannot see the movie until you've read read the book. To the point where I just would not watch the movie at all for years if I had to. Mm -hmm. If I just kept putting it off, I would not watch it. Yeah. And after doing that with the hate you give and realizing how I feel like how much easier it is to enjoy both mediums. Mm -hmm. I'm... I may be You might be converting over. Yes. I think, honestly, it, it depends. It depends on the hype of maybe the, bur- the book versus the show. Mm-hmm. Because in my case, the book by the Jenny Han's book came out way before this Netflix series yeah. did. And there was already a huge hype train going down the Jenny Han track for this series. Mm -hmm. And I say in my interview, I hate hype trains. I am the type of reader that if I hear a hype train coming, I am running the opposite direction as as fast as humanly possible. And when I know I'm far enough away, I'll get my little book read goggles out and be like, okay, what's going on down over Mm -hmm. there? Why is everybody so hyped? And I'll kind of judge the scenario. And if it, if it's something that, you know, okay, maybe it is a good book or maybe it's the hype's not really what at all it should be. I'll give the book a try. Mm -hmm. Now in this situation, I honestly don't think I waited too long. I no. think I waited a good amount of time because, honestly, the hype for these books, while I actually think are are good, are blah, 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 words are hard today, folks, <laughs> is well placed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a, one of those contemporary young adult books that just makes you feel good. Yes, and there's it's so rare to find books out there like that you know they're you know the book is about a family and it's about how a real family works how sisterhood works and sister unity works but then you've also got kind of like that rom-com aspect to it yeah i really rather enjoy yeah like she gets into antics and she gets into trouble and it's her how does she get out of trouble um and I thought the Netflix series did that, honestly, really, really well. Okay. Like, I was very pleased with Netflix and their ability to take those feelings that Jenny Han lays at your feet at this book and put it into a different medium. And I liked that. I was very happy with that. What about I'm you? I'm just did happy they, with Netflix in general, like, they, on that topic real quick. Yeah. Like, Netflix has really been knocking it out of the park with some of their original series, with some Mm -hmm. of their book remakes, with some of their, like, Netflix movies that you can only find on Netflix. Um, I just... I'm happy with it. Yeah. Well, what about you? Do you feel like the the message was the same in both medium forms? Or do you feel like maybe something was skipped? Yeah. No, so, no, we're just talking about the basic meanings. We're not, yeah, we're no, not we're not going... getting into all of the spoiler alerts yet, but I do feel like the movie mm. um, tried to make it more feel good ish. Um, okay, it's really. I I will get way farther into it with uh, when we get into the spoilers. Um, well, this is the prelude spoiler. Yeah, I know. We're going like to hit, the, we're going to hit it hard. We're going to hit second. it really hard, but, um, I almost feel like the movie tried to make it more of a feel good story than it is. The book is so, I don't want to say dark, but it's truthful there. Yeah. It's not whitewashed. It's not sugar coated. It's not, it's, it's truthful. 
It's going to, yeah, it's going to be one of those that, here's the story. Yes. You may not like the story. I don't care because it's not like it's a fiction. This is like real life shit that people go through every day. And so when I watched the movie, it's still, oh, so good. Did it sugarcoat it? I don't feel like it sugarcoated it, but it definitely tried to make you feel better than you should have. And occasionally... They also mm. added things that weren't in the book for shock factor. Okay. So like, they let's added. Let's just go there. We're yeah, going to okay. go there. So first of all, when I what I mean by they tried to make it more feel good is Star and Khalil, um, they have a scene in a car um, where it, they've escaped the shooting at a party and Khalil is like, you know, we haven't really talked since our friend died. And um, in the book, they really just reminisce Mm -hmm. about their friend and, um, you know, how hard it is living in Garden Heights watching people that you love die. And they kind of talk a little bit about systematic racism and drugs in the area and, you know, why Khalil is selling drugs, which is actually in the book because his grandmother owes money to the King Lords. It's not like he just wanted to get into a gang or that was his only option. It's he was trying to take care of his family and get his grandma out of a bad situation. Right. Um, and instead in the movie, he's like, you know, I've always liked you and I know you have a boyfriend and they added a little almost romance factor to make his death that much harder. Mm. I feel like it would have been perfectly hard already without all of that. Right. Um, In the movie, one of the things that I do not understand Mm. is they have him just reach into the car and make a spectacle out of it and reach into the car for a hairbrush. Um, The hairbrush actually becomes a really big factor in the movie later. But in the book, he's literally just reaching into the car because Star is having a panic attack and he's trying to check on her and tell her that it's okay. And when he pulls his hand back out of the car, he you know, the cop shoots him anyway. And it's not because he's just in there acting like some, some punk idiot. kid. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why would you, I mean, I think, I, 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 think it. It, I think at that point it's, I don't think Hollywood could even do that without. Getting... I will say though, the hairbrush scene becomes so important later. So I understand why they wanted him to have a hairbrush in there. Right. But I, I don't know. I feel it, like that's Hollywood's way of going at like, you know, they're just kids. Yeah. And, you know, kids make stupid mistakes. But do they deserve to die for it? Yeah. But do they deserve to die for it? You know, he's just a kid. He's just, you know, well, yeah. I mean, was she still having a panic attack in the car? Oh, my God. No, she was terrified. Um, You know, she's doing everything that her dad has taught her to do. And they, I feel like they do that spot on. Um, Mm -hmm. Her dad is a really big follower of Malcolm X, both in the movie and in the books. And he has them memorize uh, Malcolm X's, like, 12-step program for, like, knowing your rights, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. what you're entitled to as anyone black living in America. Like, what you're entitled to. Right. And he makes them memorize all of this. But at the same time, he's also like, there is going to come a day where no matter if you're minding your own business, doing your own thing, you are going to get pulled over and they are going to treat you differently because you are black. You leave your hands up on the dashboard the whole time. You do not take them down. You say, yes, sir, no, sir. Do not give them any lip. Do not give them any reason because they will take any reason that they can. Right. She's doing everything that she's supposed to do, and Khalil was not raised that way. So Khalil is like, I didn't do anything wrong. We haven't done anything wrong. I don't need to provide you this information. And he's completely within his rights to do so, but Star is panicking because she knows he's antagonizing the cop at this point. Right. Regardless of whether or not that's his right, regardless of the fact that they had done nothing wrong, Mm -hmm. she knew better because her father let her know this, you know, ahead of time. So she's already panicking as soon as he has to get out of the car. Right. So obviously, like, there, there are little changes that you can make in the movie that don't matter as much. Mm. But I feel like one of the really big ones is I feel like they made him look like he was just some punk like, kid. Yeah, like being a playful teenager when in the book, it really is like Khalil knew his rights. He knew what he was doing and he was checking on star when he died. And I feel like it's just as heart wrenching to leave it that way than for him to act like a kid that isn't afraid of the cops, you know? 
But with that scene in particular, I understand why they changed it. I just mm-hmm. kind of wish they'd done it differently. So the reason they changed it is that yeah. the hairbrush, like I said, plays a really important part in uh, yeah. the movie. I have not, I want to say this right now, f- not finished the entire book yet. Um, so I don't know exactly how this scene will go down in the book. I'm hoping they keep it very similar. But in the movie... Um, one of her white friends mm. really enjoys acting ghetto. And what I mean by that is she's white, privileged, never, n- probably never met a black person in her life, to be completely honest. Mm. But she likes to pretend that she's really into rap and, you know, talks about our people and, you know, talks with a slang accent. And she's just, she's your typical white girl acting black. Okay. Yeah. Until it comes around for them to actually give a damn and she's like the cop's life mattered too and starts having this issue with star about that and she was just like no he definitely deserved to get shot it doesn't matter if he didn't have a weapon he had a hairbrush that you know that looks frightening and she was just like um i have a hairbrush is that does that scare you right now and she's like no you're different and she's like why because i'm the not threatening black person and she goes yes that's exactly it because you're you're oh, you're same. proper, you're raised or whatever. So she takes the hairbrush and she was like, "Oh, I'm not threatening, are you?" And she's like standing over her screaming. And she's like, "Is it a weapon now? Is it a weapon now?" And she's getting in her face about it. Star Absol- is or the- yes, star is. And she's showing this white girl basically. She's like, "You only know one version of me." Mm. I have to deal with being this skin color 24-7. And I act this certain way because it's the only way to get you guys to respect me and take me seriously. It's the only way that I know that I can literally survive the day. Mm -hmm. She's like, but do not get it twisted that I am different from them. These are my people. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, and it's just so... Yeah. It's so powerful, you guys. So, like, I, I understand the point of putting the hairbrush in Khalil's hand so that that scene can mm. be there. Because even if you don't watch the entire movie, mm. if that one clip could just get around, mm. I feel like it would be the most viral video to ever hit the internet ever. It's yeah. it's just so well done. Yeah. Um Guys, I can't talk highly enough about this. If for some reason you're still listening to this and you don't care about the spoilers and you haven't seen this movie or you haven't read the book, I really, really cannot recommend it enough. Oh, so it's so good. I'm, I'm, yeah. But there are some differences, obviously, between yeah. the book. They put extra gang uh, stuff in the book. You know, like it's not just one gang. There's rival gangs. And, um, you know, there's a couple of scenes like... Uh, um, King goes and puts a gray bandana on Khalil's grave at the funeral, which is supposed to signify that he was in the King Lords, but he wasn't actually in the King Lords. It's It was just drama that he was causing, and that doesn't happen in the movie. And it, it, it doesn't really matter that it doesn't happen. And yeah, you know I was going mean? to say, I don't really think that, if that doesn't have an actual like effect in the book. I don't feel like it does, and I don't necessarily feel like it made it less powerful by not having the rival gang in there. I don't feel... Like, it was less powerful. There's a character in the book, um, I want to say his name is Devante, and he's not in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, I don't feel like it makes that big of a difference yeah. yet. I feel like he was a really great character. I feel like he had, if he had been in the movie, it wouldn't have ruined the movie or anything. I think it would have been a nice addition, but the movie is just as powerful with or without him. So I don't necessarily mind that difference. Can I ask something real yeah. quick? Now, in the... From the trailers that I've seen, Star's parents are actually very well off. Uh, Is that true? Or do they just live in a good house and a good neighborhood? No, they live in Garden Heights. They live in the middle of the ghetto. And that's her dad's decision. And they say a really good thing in the trailer, just like they do in the movie. Our people are here, so we're staying here. And so everybody is like a really tight knit community. It doesn't matter that it's the ghetto. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody has everybody's back. But you also have that gang violence there. Mm. And there's a level of insecurity. Mm. So um, I just thought it was interesting because the trailer puts them almost in like a, a white a white person's neighborhood almost no it is just like the way the house is yeah it looks like it's a white person's house Mm -hmm. and i'm i hate that i'm saying that because i you know you and me are both i mean caucasian women it's a well cared for home but it it is in the middle of the ghetto you know 
And so um, the whole point is that her dad actually used to be in a gang. Okay. He used to be in King's gang, King's right-hand man. Mm. And her dad did time in jail for King, took oh. the rap for him. And he said, the only thing I want is I want out. I have a family starting. I have young kids. I will do this time for you, but I want out afterwards. And King was like, yeah, I respect that. And actually let him out. Not only did he let him out, but he bought him that store that Star's dad runs. So oh, it's like okay. a little grocery family community Like a mini store. mart? Yeah. Okay. And um, so, and King, they keep their distance. They're, they, it's kind of like respect at a distance. I don't mess with you. You don't mess with me. We don't really talk anymore, but that that's just kind of how it is but mm. so her family i would say is decently well off because her dad is a business owner and her mom is a nurse um okay. but at the same time like she's not nearly as well off as her uncle carlos who's a cop and who is also racist <laughs> hi david <laughs> no sorry david's been listening in on, in on he'll, this he, and he'll I'm come in here in. he'll yeah, come in in a minute later. But, um, so one of the most powerful things in the movie, aside from the, the hairbrush incident, mm-hmm. is that she's talking with her uncle Carlos mm-hmm. and he's talking about how you need to see both sides of it. I completely agree that the systematic death of our people is, is ridiculous and it's something that needs to be done in society. He goes, but when you're a cop, you're trained. If I see something late at night after somebody has not listened to me, gone mm-hmm. back into their vehicle, and I can't see what they have in their hand, I will. I, I have to think about coming home to my family, too. I will shoot. And she said, okay, well, what happens if a white man dressed in a suit reaches into his car? Would you hesitate and tell him to put up his hands, or would you shoot? And he goes... I tell him to put up his hands. And she said, "Do you did you hear what you yeah. just said?" And he said, "It's not as simple as that." And she said, "It should, should be. be." It should be. And then it should. It, and that's like one of those you you put it in bold, underline it and put it in quotations. And I didn't I'm mean getting to say laughed at by my my fiance. I don't my think husband. he's he's not laughing at us. I feel like at this point he's just like, "Wow, everything that everyone has been saying for centuries has been put in this movie. It's about time people talked about it." Um but oh, okay, I'm getting the fingers. We're going to have to bring him in soon. But um yeah, that's what you get, David. <laughs> um but at at the end of the day, um there's there's a difference even amongst, at least in this book, mm. um, amongst people of color that are in law enforcement even. Yeah. That he he even admitted he would have shot Khalil, but he would not have shot someone that was white. And that happens all the time. I mean, you see people that are just like, oh, you know, he was a thug and a drug dealer, so he deserved to die. But then, you know, guys that'll go and shoot up entire schools that are white, they get taken away peacefully. And taken to Burger King. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. That happened. We'll, we'll update you on that one, too. But it, it's just... David, actually, while we're on the subject, before we get to all the... All the boys I've loved before. Yeah, because my stuff is way stuff. happier. Do Mine you, just talks about bullying, guys. Do you want to come on for a minute? I mean, if you don't want to come on, go for it. You'll keep it. Okay, you'll even keep it a PG thirteen is even good. Ask me three questions. I'll keep it simple. Okay, okay, David. Is there anything that I have said that you feel like maybe you would like to shed some light on that either I haven't covered correctly, or that maybe. I, I didn't cover Okay, enough. I think we need to give a little background here. Yeah. My husband grew up in a suburb of Chicago, technically. So I'm from Hammond. It's right between South Chicago and Gary. So okay. you're used to the big city, inner city issues, gang violence, things of those natures that are similar to what's in this book. I know things, yes. Okay. I wasn't super into the culture. Yeah. But you are... You're you're I'm used to that, it, yes, and then you are also a man of color. Yes. So and so you have more insight than these two so, white girls sitting on a couch. Yeah. 
I don't want to say it's insight because I feel like that's the wrong word. Do you have any more personal feelings other than what two white women of extreme privilege can divulge after watching and reading, watching a movie and reading a book? I feel like this book for a lot of people is the equivalent of their red pill. Go on. Like. You're talking Matrix red pill, right? Yeah. I can give you the blue pill. Okay. Uh-huh. And you can go about your lives as normal and nothing else, nothing will change mm-hmm. and you will live the life you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Or I can give you the red pill and give you a deeper understanding of an issue and you will learn and through this taking this pill soon you will learn how deep for some people the rabbit hill actually goes. Yeah. Rabbit hole actually goes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a lot of people that's what this book is. I can see that. It's their red pill. It, it gets, I could, it's a whole, there is a whole, I could. <laughs> You're I, like, I, I could, could talk do, for hours on this. Hours. <laughs> I'm not the most educated person on the subject. I try to be for reasons that are personal to me. Mm-hmm. But once, once you see this, you, you notice other things. Oh, yeah. You read this book. You see how you see how people of color are treated in this book, either by their own or people who are different from them. So, with both of you sitting here, and I know how both of you are, yeah. I want you to think about this entire book and the movie and everything you are aware of and see. And I want you to replace the word black with women and think about it for a second. Wow. Now, I want you to take the word women and replace it with homosexual, with transsexual, with... I've already done this once with him already. Like Guys, we... my mind is getting absolutely blown right now. <laughs> I just want to, I want to specify that since you guys can't see my face. That wow was not like an insulted wow. That was like a why didn't I ever... Me and have had Think. conversations like this prior. Yeah. There's a documentary I want to show you because I feel like you would enjoy it. I've watched it with Ashley. She... she actually liked it it's the reason i have those um james baldwin books uh-huh. it's his book that he never finished they did a cnn one hour documentary thing okay and, like i personally really liked it well and do you remember what it's called it's so called that i people... am not your negro okay yeah i mean his writings are really good just in general yeah so but in fact he can he's just if you he's also just written books he's written papers so if you just want something more fiction he's written that if you want something that's a bit more educational like a paper he's written that too he was he wasn't anybody importance during the civil rights he was just there his documentary is like his i he he writes from the perspective as a witness okay it's actually really entertaining but like you think you see that you see that how i've just done that you can literally put a lot of like social issues that are going on today and break them down added their core roots and apply them to the same thing Hmm. you can do that yeah it's just how bad on a scale is it actually yeah because believe it or not as much as i'm probably going to get a little flack for saying it not all social issues are considered equal no you're not going to get any flack for that it that's i'm sorry we here will not give slack on that no and, I mean, once again, I started out and by that, saying that we are two very white, privileged women. That's not like, your I, fault. I don't, no, it's, it, it's not. not. Your, that's, the th- that's just the roll of the dice. I, exactly. But that, what I'm saying is, like, I don't feel like women's social issues are on the same playing field as, you know, the, the black disparity and the fact well, that... Well, no, and know, I think that is because we are, we're technically fighting for something else at this point. Yeah. Are you? Or are you fighting for the same thing just under a different set of cer- context? We're, I think it's a little bit different because we're going at it from a social media norm at this point. We have voting rights. We are okay with that. We have, you know, freedom I don't have to, to worry do. that me, when I get pulled over at a traffic so stop me, that I'm not coming home that day. So let me yeah. put it this way then. In uh, something that is personal to you. If I'm remembering my history correctly, women were given the right to vote in 1929. Correct? 1919. 1919. 1919. I was off by 10 years. You're fine. The law was enacted in 1919. So let me phrase it this way. White women were given the right to vote in 1919. Mm -hmm. When did your black sisters finally get the right to vote? Like 1968. 
1968. Why did it take 50 years? Because they were black. Most people don't think about that. Most people think women have the right to vote. No. Technically, our sisters across the pond got rights to vote before us here. Yeah. By 10 years. These are are things we forget about. So, you still have two questions. Yeah. I... I'm just, I'm from the boat that's going to sit here and go, you guys are dealing with life matters. We're dealing more with, it's my body. But I that, should have yeah. every right my to do. My body, my choice. But that is a life yeah. matter. That's true. That is. That, but see, for me, that's it's a, a different quality. T- yeah. That's a quality no, of life matter and not so much as a, am I breathing in the morning a, matter. because no, it can. It can. It can. Mm. In the worst case scenarios, it could come down to your life. Most people don't realize that. Yeah. When you're not in control of your own body and somebody else's, sometimes that can be your life. Pregnancy isn't... Just because pregnancy is safer now doesn't mean it's safe. That's true. That's just a perfect example. There are just... There are things I will never understand that women go through. I mean, yeah, that's true. That is okay. (laughs) The point is that they should have... That people should have the general safety... Mm-hmm. To just go about their daily lives and their own business. Yes. The well, cops should be able to go home as safely as the passenger who has been stopped. That's well, just fact. And that's one of those things where, like, and I'll ask your opinion. That'll be my second question. But one of the things that I keep trying to explain to my quite racist family is that when you say all lives matter versus black lives matter what you're saying is you suddenly feel like we're saying black lives matter more than your own what we're saying is that black lives should have mattered equally for a long time now and they still don't and we would like to bring light to that just like when you say uh i support the susan g komen quest for the cure you're not saying that's the only cancer there is and that's the most important cancer what you're saying is we're raising money for this cancer yeah so what i that's one of the things that i keep trying to explain is yes all lives matter but black lives should have mattered just like all lives for a long time now and they haven't here's a simpler understanding of that statement why do people feel the need to protest a protest because they they feel scared that why is that scary to them? Why is a protest that has been predominant as far as people are aware, mostly peaceful? Mm-hmm. Why is that terrifying? Because change is terrifying. I'm, I will have a private conversation. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Gonna, I agree no, with gonna you. We're going to have a private conversation about this later. Okay. I'm going to blow your, your mind a little bit later. All right. <laughs> that's, that's not... Uh, this is a book podcast, not a political one. So well, to- I mean, yeah, but we can talk. Th- this is how regular book club goes, though, guys. We're talking about a book that I feel makes a really big impact socially, politically, economically. I mean, there are so many different impacts that this book and movie can make. So mm-hmm. if you guys, if this has not how you run your book club, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, we get- know, like, to bring context to Ashley's book, I feel like Ashley's book does the same thing because like in the, the loose trailers I saw for that, for that Netflix movie, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a movie about learning to love yourself first before you go about finding love. Like literally, no. I know it might not be that, but like, it has to do with um, not being afraid of putting yourself out there. Like that's actually the main premise of this: is she is so afraid because she has lost her mom. She lost her mother really, really early. Mm-hmm. So all she has is her family unit, and she's safe in her unit. This idea of having a boyfriend, having someone that I love or care about and these emotions to me that are just so powerful i can't control them Mm -hmm. or she feels like she can't control them or that she's out of control when she has them makes her very scared so for her to combat this she writes these letters and once she gets it all out of her system she feels okay that she can move on and that she can go about her everyday life however there is another element that jenny han puts in this book and it's about um peer pressure and bullying and i don't feel like a lot of people me if they catch it that's great if you don't catch it i implore you to maybe take a deeper look at it honestly because there is a scene in the book which is actually in the movie and i'm i applaud them for doing this because they did it so well um 
they go on a ski, a ski trip and her and Peter um, make out in the hot Ooh. tub. Yeah, in the hot tub. Honestly, all it is is like it's a little quick. It's not like it's a kiss, but it's like a lingering kiss. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're in the hot tub. Well, the next day they get on the bus together and immediately everybody in the bus starts ho- catcalling, hoot hollering, clapping, all this stuff. And, you know, Laura Jean's kind of confused and not real sure what's going on until she looks at social media and someone has video recorded her and Peter making out in the hot tub with the hashtag, guess who got it on? And they never had sex. Peter never denies they did not have sex. Oh, great. So, and they put Peter almost in the position of he's your typical guy, teen, who, of course, isn't going to deny anything because of his image. Yeah. And it comes back on Laura Jean really hard. Everybody calls her a slut. Everybody shames her. Because you have that huge double standard where as a guy, you got some. Great. Go you. But as a girl, oh, you're disgusting. (laughs) Well, it's not even that you're disgusting. It's, you know, families use that hot tub, Laura Jean. Why would you think about having sex in open public and like all this stuff? I didn't. And she's like, I didn't. And she keeps denying it. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Laura Jean. You're such a, you know, that innocent girl act is is just an act. You're really, truly a slut. We all knew you were a bad girl. Okay. And it, it, it pretty much breaks her down. And it gets her to the point where she goes back into that cocoon. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Peter doesn't understand why all of this is happening. So after the holiday break, you know, they come back and she's still all upset and distraught and they somebody plasts all over her locker slut and they slut shame her pretty much and peter rounds the corner and goes hey what's up laura jean and she just starts breaking Mm -hmm. down into tears and laura jean's friend is like you should have done something yes you should have said something and he just like gets in the hallway and starts you know pretty much raises goes hey you know y'all need to stop this shit laura jean and me didn't do anything and if you ever come after her again you're gonna answer to me mm-hmm. but and, at that point is it too little too late and she says that the friend's like thanks that's exactly what she needed three weeks ago yeah and like just they storm out of the room and i and i won and i love that n- the netflix series really made a moment to put that in the spotlight Mm -hmm. the book puts it in the spotlight however it's like it's there but it's it's not the main thing it's not as heavy hitted Mm -hmm. while netflix they heavy hit that they're like she is being slut shamed she is being hate shamed you know all this stuff the guy gets away clean and all he has Mm -hmm. to do is stand in the middle of the hallway and pretty much declare you know everybody needs to knock it off yeah and it just goes away well once again i mean obviously not trying to get back to the hate you give but it it, that's the kind of stuff where you can see privilege in a different light that doesn't necessarily have to do with race because if you think for a second you're not privileged i don't mean that privilege means that you are rich and drive a nice car what i mean is you can stand up and say everybody knock it off and they're like oh okay but when laura jean says i didn't do anything they write slut on her locker and it's even between girl and girl because it was uh, laura jean and peter's ex-girlfriend um jane um i can't it, she has a really beautiful name and yeah. i can't think of it off it starts with jen g-e-n and we'll just call her jen for okay. right now um but like she pretty much comes at her and goes you know, you're a slut now. I was never a slut. And Laura Jean's like, you guys did worse together mm-hmm. than I did ever before. And yet I'm, I'm the slut. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, yeah, yeah, you are. And I, it's like what David puts up. I feel like, and you even talk about it, the, there's so much negativity even amongst, you know, the same race race, the the same same sex sex. yeah you know it it just kind of boggles your mind at the end of the day how mean people can truly be almost and they think it's totally okay yeah because i'm sorry like there used to be a time where i feel like it's not okay to just be mean and nasty. And Mm. now when you want to be nice to somebody, you're a snowflake or you're politically correct. Mm. And I have not been called a snowflake yet, but I have had moments when I've gone to family gatherings now 
that I'm married to him, Mm -hmm. that I can feel not animosity, but like they have questions, Mm -hmm. but my aunts may not know how to word them to me or they don't know how to discuss it because I can tell that they themselves are nervous about certain situations that I might get in. Yeah. Like, they were aware of, because I look so young and I am so tiny Mm -hmm. and demure, they were already aware of certain issues where if I go out in public with one of my uncles or my cousins, Mm -hmm. that I'm looked at as almost a teen or a tween. Mm -hmm. And my cousins are much older. They have facial hair. You know, I'm already looked at in weird ways and I've had people and they I've told them stories where I've I've been come up to in the middle of Walmart or Kroger at some points and asked if I'm okay yeah especially when I'm out in public with with David sometimes I've had people and it was really really random like it's not like on a day-to-day basis guys it's random it normally these people don't come out of the woodworks just all the time and mm-hmm. ask me these questions. Normally, it's one of those things where a big political thing has happened or a big incident has happened. And now everybody is just not minding their business. Right. I, I shared this thing the other day uh, to the subject tonight. I think I might have shared it to my own personal Facebook, too. Yeah. Do you remember those kindergarten posts where it was like, should you tell your teacher? And it was like, is anyone hurt? Um, Is anyone bleeding? Yeah. Have you tried to resolve the conflict on your own? And the last one is, are you minding your own business? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is something they teach kindergartners and preschoolers. I mean, I got to give it. it. I got to give them the people that have actually come up and asked were you know, they were trying to do in their own minds the right thing. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's one of those, honey, are you okay? Do you do you need assistance? Mm-hmm. And I, when I go, No, I'm okay and they're like, Are are you are you sure where you're are are you you know, I'm like and I look at them I'm, like I'm twenty eight. <laughs> and then I look I'm like, Ma'am, I'm I'm X old and they're like, Oh, we th- you look so much younger for your age. Well, you had an old guy in Ulta ask if he wanted you to call the police <laughs> while I'm being followed around by the store clerk in the store. Yeah, that happened, folks. Yeah. That was one of those random times, though, where it was a little bit heightened. Actually, we walked into the store mad. Um, so it was one of those, I look physically upset. Mm-hmm. He looks upset. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, you got a little white girl and a tall, scary black man yeah. going into a store. And, you know, it, that's that's one of the things that I, I mean, though, by are you minding your business? It's, I get, I, I get it from maybe your perspective because you look so young. Yeah. But what, where, well, where do you draw the look, line between that, help, like asking someone if they're okay and calling the police because there's a, a black man at a pool? Yeah. Well, and it's not even my age half the time, too. It's literally the simple fact that I am white and he is not. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunately the day and age that I live in now. Well, and I feel like not not that it's a good thing by any means. I shouldn't. Yeah, no. It's but not I feel a good like thing. now that you're married to to David, unfortunately, I feel like you've almost lost some of your privilege. And I don't mean that in an unfortunate. That's terrible way. How dare you not have privilege? But people are going to see you now, and you're not white, pure, stay within your race, Ashley. You're Ashley that actually, you know, just loves a person for loving a person. And I yeah, right now, I'm not loving that person at all. <laughs> he's, making he's making faces. Um, but, okay, I mean, for example, my mom is white, but because my mom is a lesbian, she lost some of her privilege. Because yeah. now she's not your cis, straight, white woman. She's, oh, she's a lesbian. Can we let her around our children? Are, 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 is her daughter safe? Is it okay for them to help at a school? <laughs> He's just staring at us, showing us <laughs> memes on his phone. David, we're trying to have book club discussions here. <laughs> but, and I, I feel like, 
I'd be I'd be interested to see if Sammy feels the same way, honestly, sometimes. I would love to have Sammy on. Sammy, <laughs> hey, um, I've already talked to you about this, and I know that occasionally you give us a listen, and also I'm going to talk to you about this later, but you should definitely come on our podcast. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, Sammy and me are in the, I wouldn't say in the same boat, but we're going to be sharing something very soon, and, and that's going to be, we're going to be married to men of color. That and you guys are both very <laughs> tiny, childlike creatures, whereas <laughs> even in Sammy's case, I feel like it's double because Josh is a six foot seven black man, and he is a dark black man. <laughs> like, I, I you trust me, I love Josh more than anything on this and, earth. And that's the thing. Like, Josh is the sweetest person you'll ever meet, and it's one of those... But I guarantee that Josh is going to get followed around in an Ulta one day, too. I don't know if he's if they've had that same we incident. We do him like they did John Coffee. Oh. Oh. Um. Oh, all right. We're going back to happy stuff. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. Yeah, if you guys come back in and we're just yelling about editing it out, don't worry about it. Uh, but no, seriously. Dark so fast. Well, I mean, all all I was really talking about is like even in a book that makes you feel like happy. I mean, okay. Own it. Yeah. She, yeah, you can still see things that need to be brought to light, especially in today. I mean, kids are, kids are much nastier now Mm -hmm. than I feel like they were when I was growing up. And maybe because that is social media is out there. We can be nasty. We can hide behind a fake facade and just plaster things shamelessly. I mean, that is another big thing. Like, Mm -hmm. they, in the book, Peter is very much, this is how you're supposed to do it, Laura Jean. And Laura Jean's like, I've never had a boyfriend, Peter. I don't know what to do. Why can't yeah. I go sit with my friend on the bus? Why do I have to sit next to you? Yeah. Why are you making it such a big deal? I didn't realize it was that big deal to you. He's like, you, there are expectations for couples and you need to hold up that expectation. Yeah. And Laura Jean's just like, I don't understand. If I don't want to go out, why does it matter? Like, why can't you just go to the party by yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, you're my girlfriend. You have to come with me. No. No. If I want to stay home and bake a dozen cookies for my sister's bake sale. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Oh, like, why can. do I have to be with you every second of every moment? And I feel like there's a huge difference between when you're dating in high school and having those expectations versus like being married. Because like, for example, last night. I literally called Jesse. I was like, do we have any plans? And mm. by do we have any plans, I meant, are we going to see anyone of, like, major importance? Like, right. is there anything super important? He said, no, but X, Y, and Z are over. And I was like, that's cool. I'm going to go to Newcastle and see Sierra. And he's like, okay, that's fine. There was no argument. There was no issues. There wasn't, oh, well, we have company. Oh, well, we have this. What will they think? Uh, they're going to think that we're our own people and we do our own things and that our marriage doesn't mean that every second of every day needs to be spent together. And that is being grown up. You got all these kids out there acting like they're grown up, having sex, having babies, smoking cigarettes at 16. I mean, I did it. I can't, I, I can't lie. You but smoked cigarettes at 16, I not smoked, having kids. Yeah, there. I smoked let, cigarettes at 14, actually, which was let, a terrible let, Let's decision. get re- ready for the real stuff. Yeah. She's, she never had a kid. No, I, I never did any of that. But what I'm saying is one of the ways that you guys can act grown up is just to actually be mature about it. Every second of every day does not revolve around you. Like, I mean, it can. Like, I need, you need, everyone needs me time. Mm. But all these mean girls out there, oh, well, she's with my ex-boyfriend, so she's a slut. Okay, that person has feelings too. And also... It, it the whole world does not revolve around you yeah. get over yourself i mean they they paint these the kids in the book very true to what to like things that we might not remember in high mm-hmm. school like jen is really mean she's not just a good girl but mm-hmm. she she's vindictive she's a little bit spiteful she she treats people badly because she's the popular one Mm -hmm. she's on this pedestal she has to the the stereotypical you know popular girl i mean that's something though that (laughs) there is still out there there's girls that are just popular Mm -hmm. and that they are just mean because because being mean to these to lower people means you're better than them and you get more status Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Something in a good light, though, 
this book really rekindled my love for wanting to bake. Oh, yay! Yeah. Am I going to get lots of Ashley cookies? Yes. (laughs) There is something in the book where they do it. It's called the Bake Off, and they do it every Christmas. Every Christmas, they get all of their cook, their mom's old cookie recipes down, and they pretty much go, okay, this weekend we're going to make X, Y, and Z cookies, and then the next weekend we're going to make, you know, A, B, and C cookies, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what, that's something I miss. My grandma used to do that a lot, where she would just bake and bake and bake right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and then, like, come Christmas, we'd have all of this, like, yeah, like haystacks and divinity and cutout cookies and chocolate turtles. And it was just like, I miss that. So, so I'm going to try this year to make some, make some cookies. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm okay to say this. Okay. My dad does. So, hey dad, guess hey. what? You're getting cookies. What's up? Mm. Um, my grandma Used to make the best sugar cookies ever. Ooh, yeah. And I couldn't figure out what... Where they store her, hot. Wh- well, <laughs> the actual dough was. It's just a regular Pillsbury sugar cookie dough. Okay. Um, she does something to it? That she just cut out with cookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the icing. Her icing, <gasps> she puts orange zest in it. Ooh. And I never would have thought to do that. It just, it, It's just a regular vanilla buttercream icing. Mm-hmm. But then she adds orange zest. And it changes the whole dynamic of it. And I bet it's fresh orange zest, It too. is. It's completely fresh. Mm-hmm. And so this year, I'm going to recreate my grandma's cookies for my mom for her go birthday you, present. Go us. We're going to do a bake-off. I know. Bake I'm off. so excited for it because We're gonna have to get a big kitchen. this is going to be my mom's mom's i want to say third christmas mm. without my grandma and so it's been three years that we mm. have not had uh, my grandma used to do this um key lime jello pudding thing okay and it sounds bad but it's actually really good and unfortunately i don't you don't I have, have no, no idea, idea how, how to make that it. or i would make that instead of the cookies because i feel like that's such a big thing to my mom is, is it like actually jello? jello or is it more like a like a it's pie. it's like a Jello whip. So I wonder if she used the Jello box. Then she used regular Jello, but then she added something to it—sugar, whipped cream, something because mm-hmm. it's like this fluffy mousse almost. But it is more Jello than mousse. Well, I know that there's a Jello has like a an actual like recipe for key lime like Jello. But that's like a regular. No, or, like because they have like the cookie crust on it, and then it's oh, like yeah, this it's thicky, like a thick moussey thing. I don't know. Maybe she just did that without the cookie crust. I Maybe. don't know. But it, I, I want to try around for a little bit with that. But I'm gonna make my grandma's Christmas cookies. Yay. this year so as maybe like a little wine and dine tradition, mm-hmm. maybe like on our Christmassy episodes, maybe okay. instead of getting food, get I like chipotle today. Hey, Chipotle. Um, we could do Christmas cookie bake off, and bake you, off. I can try your guys's cookies, and I can you guys can try my grandma's cookies. So I have to make a, a note here that I will make oatmeal raisin cookies for my husband. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Can I? Have because some? he's over there glaring hey, at me David, like my dad. David, my can stuff. I have oatmeal raisin cookies? It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's an ongoing battle in my house is anytime I bake, other people get the stuff that mm-hmm. they want, but David never gets what he wants. Don't worry. I'm just asking for it one time. One time. And you know what? I made it one time and he said he didn't like it. Not again. <gasps> you just made oatmeal cookies. You didn't put raisins in them and you got upset because I asked for, because I was like, all that's missing is the raisins. All I said was all that's missing is some raisins. <laughs> okay, <laughs> viewers. You bought me a container of raisins told me sprinkle them on yourself. Okay, <laughs> listeners. I did that shit. It was delicious. <laughs> I, I want another poll here, listeners, because I consider that as <laughs> whining. Oh I'm yeah, well hey, we didn't, we didn't do we didn't do any wines. I think we should count that as a wine. I count it. I'm going to count that as a hard Screw one. Screw you, listeners. <laughs> hey, I'm counting it. Whining. He was dining, not whining. He was doing both. He was dining on them cookies, and then a few months later, he whined about it on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but. I feel like as a as a good wrap up ish mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, please, please, please go take that poll. I promise yeah. I will put it up. I promise that this episode should be dropping right on time. So if you're listening to it, hopefully you're listening to it on a weekend because that's when I dropped it. Yeah. Um but uh you know, I don't 
I think each book in its own right, each movie in its own in right, their own rights, brought things yes. to light that needed to have more time. Thank you. I could not think of the words that I needed. That you to, needed to well, say. I'm glad I supplied that for you. Because I really was, like I said, I can't stress enough how much I used to be one of those book snobs that I had to read the book before I watched the movie. You have mm. to do it that way. That's the only well, right and, way. Okay, like I watched um, Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. before I picked up the book. And now I'm going, I should pick up that, to- that book yeah. totally. And then I found out there's two other books in that series. And I'm just like, yes. I need some of this in my life. Now, I'm totally cool. Like, if I find a book series and then being like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this to be made into a movie. Oh, my God, I hope they mm-hmm. do this. I hope they do that. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe that needs to be another one. We need to make a, a podcast where it's all the books we wish were movies. <gasps> yeah. Mm. Hold on. I'm putting that in my phone right now. Oh, thank you, Facebook, for notifying me that I have memories. I, I have my own memories that you don't need to remind <laughs> me about, but that's cool. Okay. I love, again, that uh, I am part of the Clean Glass Club. Look oh, at me in that no it. more in my hold, glass. All right, hold on. <laughs> Countdown. Ready? One, two, go. You know what? Done. I should, like... Okay. <laughs> what can I say except I'm awesome? <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that was going to be it for this episode of Wine and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And, and this was... Yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week because I already said Wine and Dine. I don't care. I'm saying it again. <laughs> and this was Wine, wine and Dine. And dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. Okay, that wine was really delicious. You want more? Um, yes, A. Um, B, don't chug your wine, folks. That's... <laughs> Wine is not a drink that you should chug. It's oh, it's not... acid reflux, man. Doesn't yeah, it feel? I good? haven't even hit that. I just feel like I'm rude for not savoring it. Like that yeah. wine was delicious and deserved to be treated like a classy lady. And instead, <laughs> I threw her back like a cheap midnight whore. <laughs> oh my god, you're being racist towards wine. Sexist, racist, winist. I'm a oh, winist. Oh boy, you're a winist. <laughs>